1: One of the most striking things about Christians today is an apparent laziness when it comes to knowing and living in the precepts of God as He has set before us. It's almost as if we're traveling through life half asleep, unaware of the impact we should be having on the world. Listening today as Pastor Rander addresses this apparent lethargy and this message. It's time for the church to wake up, stand up, and fight for the cause of Christ. He'll be speaking from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 13a, it says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? We should be the preservative. We should make a difference. We should be influencing this nation for righteousness to the glory of God. But so many Christians have lost their saltiness simply because too much of the world has come into the church and to the lives of the believers. If we will only be the salt. As the scripture commands, we will delay the deterioration and imminent destruction of America. Matthew 5, 14a says, you are the light of the world. The darker our nation becomes spiritually, the brighter our light should be shining for Jesus. God used Pharaoh to elevate Joseph, who was in a godless, idolatrous culture to govern and give leadership over the land of Egypt which was a pagan government, an evil and corrupt government. Genesis chapter 41, verses 38 through 48, it says, And Pharaoh said to his servant, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom is the spirit of God? My friend, if you have the spirit of God uh, in you, then you ought to be doing uh, that which is righteous and holy before the Lord. Verse 39, then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, look at this. There is no one as discerning and wise as you. When you are full of the Word of God, when you are full of the Spirit of God, when your lifestyle harmonizes with the book of the law, then people will soon find out that you are discerning and wise, and you are not duped and led astray by politicians and the media and talk shows, talk shows, talk shows, talk shows. More folk are full of talk shows, but the kingdom of God is not about talk, it's about power and walking by the spirit of God according to the word of God. Why don't you say amen? amen? Verse 40, you shall be over my house and all people shall be ruled according to your word. Here's Joseph, a righteous man, uh, put in charge of a godless culture, and he made a difference in that land. Since God is the one who established and ordained government, he wants his people to be actively involved to influence it for righteousness and not be sideline critics. Beloved, even though government was created by God, we must also keep in mind that the Lord is our savior and not the government. It it is a God ordained institution. God wants law and order. But 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 even with that, we are not to worship that which God has created. God created the sun and moon and the stars. But He don't want us worshiping that we appreciate it. We thank God for his creation. He don't want you. uh, uh, He gave men knowledge to create football and but he don't want you worshiping football. Right. It's all right to have fun watching it, watching it. But but you're not to worship it. Uh, He gave you dogs and cats, but he don't want you worshiping dogs and cats. He created government, but he don't want you to 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 depend on government to the extent that you depend on government for entitlements and handouts. And the government to be your savior. I'm gonna tell you something. The government is not your friend. The, the government is going to soon persecute the church and we're headed on, we're headed in for a head on collision. The government is not your savior. The Lord God Jehovah is your savior. You say, can you show me in the Bible? I'm so glad you asked that. Because in the book of Isaiah, chapter 33, verse 22, it says, for the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. Look at this. The Lord is our king. No president, no city councilman, councilman, no senator, no Supreme Court justice, no anything. They're not your king. They come and go. The Lord is our king. And look, he will underline that. He will save us. No political figure can save you. Nobody in Hollywood can save you. No smooth-talking woman or man can save you. Only God saves from the guttermost to the uttermost. What should you look for in political candidates seeking office? Let me lift confusion. Some of you have allowed the media to confuse you. What should you look for in political Candidates seeking office. Number one, we are most negligent indeed if we attempt to study and select candidates without first seeking the Lord in prayer. Prayer must precede and permeate everything we do, especially when our decision will have an effect on our country for better or for worse. We must seek the face of God. If we would see the hand of God move in our nation, we must seek his face. The crisis we have in America is not political and cultural. Our crisis is spiritual in nature. It's a spiritual problem. Our problem demands a spiritual solution since it's a spiritual problem. Uh, We must begin on our knees. It was the great... Man of God, John Bunyan, who said, and I quote, prayer will make a person cease from sin or sin will entice a person to cease from prayer. Second Chronicles chapter seven, verses 14 and 15 says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will heal from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. My friends, uh, prayer sensitize us. It sensitizes us to the fact that our nation is perishing prayer opens our eyes that we can see have we not learned our lesson from the horrific attack in America on 9-11 if we fail to repent and turn from our sins to the true and living God he will send something far worse to judge America because of a loss of divine protection the same God who removed the protection of Judah is removing his divine protection from America because she has rejected God. Isaiah 22, eight and nine says, God removed the protection of Judah. You can get so far from God. You can dismiss God. You can start worshiping the, the God of money, the God of television, the God of technology, The God of sports, the God of entertainment, the God of people until God says, "Okay, you had a covering. You don't want me on the money. You don't want me in the Pledge of Allegiance. You don't want me in the commandments. You don't want me in your schools. I leave the schools and then you got to put in drug sniffing dogs. He says he removed the protection of Judah. You looked in that day to the armor of the house of the forest. You also saw the damage to the city of God, of David, that it was great. When when God judges, it is not a little judgment. It is a catastrophe. It is a calamity. It is a great judgment, my friend. If we would pray every time we are tempted to name call those who are are running for office or already in office, we can make a spiritual impact in the upcoming election. You will not advance the cause of the kingdom calling folk names. Though whether in office or out of office, that's not the solution. The solution is to pray for those who are in office. Prayer changes things. How many of y'all know prayer works? Prayer works. Prayer will bring transformation like nothing else. You say, where is it in scripture? We are, we are, Praying for our leaders is not an option. We are mandated by the scriptures to pray for our leaders. For it says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1, 2, and 3, Therefore I exhort, first of all, that supplication, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men. We should be praying for all people. But then look where he starts. For kings. That that also can be presidents and prime ministers and so forth, and all that's that should come: congressmen, senators, mayors, uh, governors. That's all who are in authority for kings and all who are in authority. See, and that we may lead uh, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Number two, listen closely, don't select a candidate based solely on party affiliation. For all parties have good and corrupt individuals within the organization. Your allegiance should be only to the Lord Jesus Christ and refuse to give up your identity in Christ for worldly, passing, mundane labels. We are not Republicans. We are not Democrats. We are not Tea Party people. We are not libertarians. We are not independents. You say, what are we? I'm gonna tell you what we are. We are a royal, the Bible says we are a royal priesthood. We are a chosen generation. We are called Christians. We are called saints. We are called pilgrims. We are called children of God. We need to call ourselves what the scripture calls us and not subjugate ourselves to these passing mundane organizations that have both good and evil in it. Don't Don't dismiss your identity. Your identity comes from the word of God and being in Christ to the glory of God. Number three, don't select a candidate based solely on their race, appearance and oratorical, smooth talking skills or because he or she has the most experience in politics. We must choose candidates who will rule in the fear of almighty God. Proverbs chapter chapter 17, verse 15 says, He who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the just, both of them alike are an abomination to the Lord. Beloved, the election don't just stop with the president. People say, "I I don't like either president. But oh, don't you be deceived. Elections don't just stop with the president. We have many offices in our nation that we must vote on, such as congressmen, senators, governors, mayors, city council, county commissioners, judges, school board members, and city ordinances that can turn the city upside down. It doesn't stop with the presidency. Federal judges are appointed and they're in those positions for life, for a whole generation. John chapter seven, verse 24 says, do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. God wants us to judge righteously, to be able to discern righteously, to, to be able to see things from God's perspective. First Samuel sixteen seven also says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at it or at his physical stature. It's not about looks, It's not about talk. It's not about oratorical skills. It's not about color because I have refused him for the Lord does not see as man sees for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. That's why you have to pray because you don't know what's in the heart of that inner of that person who's making all of those campaign promises. You don't know the heart. Number four, what should be of interest to us is not the political party of the candidates, but the policies espoused or promoted by the candidates. With the pressing critical issues we are confronted with, it is important that we become informed and vote intentionally, intelligently, and most of all, biblically, on these issues because at the end of the day, it is not the candidates, it's the policies behind the candidates that nobody's talking about. Refuse to allow yourself to be distracted from the policies by all of the mudslinging and digging up mud and the name calling and you buy into that and then you end up voting for the person who has the worst policy because you got off track because of all the mudslinging. Let me ask you another question. What will happen if Christians get so frustrated that they decide, I'm going to stay home and not vote? What, if, if that's you, let me give you some words for, of, of wisdom. Number one, while some choices seem difficult to make when you are not satisfied with either candidate, what do you do in such, such a case? Ask yourself, which person would God want more in this office, which one's policies line up more with the Bible upon determining that vote for that candidate? Now, listen to me closely. I know we're getting tired and weary of voting for the lesser of two evils. The lesser of two evil. We are we we are getting worse and worse candidates. We uh, listen, but we're not presented with good choices. Well, why are we not being presented with good to- choices? I tell you why. It's because America has lost her b- divine protection, and the spirit the spirit the spiritual climate of America has declined to the extent that we're not even given good choices anymore. You see. We're not even given good choices anymore. However, because we have strayed from God and lost our divine covering, we are reaping what we are sown, what we have sown as a nation. Staying home and not voting is not an option. Sideline grumblers will not change America. Not voting because of not liking what you see in either candidate is not the right response. We have God's sovereignty and human responsibility. Just because God is in control and knows the outcome of the election doesn't mean we should not vote any more than saints not witnessing because the Lord already knows who will be saved, so I won't witness. All the candidates will not be co-equal in their deeds. Beloved, all that is needed for evil to afford to flourish in America is for righteous people to grumble and do nothing. And many righteous people are grumbling and doing nothing. When there's enough Christians in this country that can stand and be on a united front, we could turn this nation upside down if we were one mind in the unity of the spirit. Number two, remember that one will be more used by Satan than the other candidate. Therefore, we must know the candidate's position on all issues, see what the Bible says about those issues, and vote for for the candidates that are more aligned with the scriptures. Hosea chapter four, verse six says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being priest for me Look, look at this part. This is the sobering part. This is the part that really grabs me, because you have forgotten the law of God. You know, so many people have forgotten the law of God. Don't read the word of God. Don't meditate on the word of God. Don't apply the word of God to all issues of life. The word of God is no longer the final authority in their life, nor is the final authority in many of our churches. Because you have forgotten the law of God. Look what God says. I also will forget your children. Now, that's sobering. I will forget your children. Your children are going to suffer for, for your evil ways and for your spiritual negligence. The parents will make it hard for the children. And God says, I'll forget your children and your grandchildren because you have disregarded this book. Because you're going your own way, because you live by your own philosophies and ideology and political correctness, you're listening to what the critics are saying and the pundits are saying and the media are saying, CNN and Fox and CNBC and all the other ABCs and every all these other alphabets. But what about the Book of the Law? Because you have forgotten the Law of your God, I will also forget your children. What a stinging rebuke right from the book. Number three, a righteous person make bad decision. Is worse than an evil person making a bad decision. I hope that didn't go by you. A righteous person making a bad decision is worse than an evil person making a bad decision. We have Christ living in us, whereas the unsaved do not. So God expects us to make better decisions as Christians. As children of God, he expects more from us, which means we must be involved in the election process and glorify God with our vote. James 4, 17 says, therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it to him, it is sin when you know the right thing to do and you refuse to do what you know you what you know is right to do he said you have just sinned by omission and you will answer to god for that now let me close by saying these few things to kind of put some medicine in your souls right now because you've heard a lot we will not become so frustrated in the election process if we keep in mind that it is God who brings down and raises up world leaders. See, now that's the big picture. If you can just keep that in your mind. Ultimately, it's God who puts them in office and it's God who brings them down. Whether they're kings, queens, prime ministers, whatever they are, congressmen, senators, whatever they are. Daniel 2.21a says, he changes the times and the seasons. Look at that last word. Underline that if you can. He, who is he? Pronoun for God removes kings and raises up kings. My friends, at the end of the day, what are you worried about? Some of you get upset at the debates, the, the and you treat debate like it's some kind of game. You rooting for this candidate, this one rooting for that candidate. And you hope this candidate mess up, and you hope this one get more dirt on them. You hope this one uh, be made a fool of, and you—it's like watching a game. You know, you just hoping they win. <laughs> he, wants, he won! He won! He won! He won! Yay! What are, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you worried about? According to Daniel 221, it is God who removes kings and raises up kings. If you would only keep in mind that you will be less frustrated, you'll be less stressful, less worried and less fearful. Therefore, beloved, I challenge you today to trust God. I challenge you today As a man of God, to know the issues, I challenge you today to pray. I challenge you today to vote. And then I challenge you to leave the consequences to God. Do the right thing and then leave it to Jesus. Because at the end of the day, it is he who raises up and puts down. Did you get that? Let's say it together. It is God who raises raises up kings and puts them down. At the end of the day, so now if that's the case, what you all been out of shape for? Where you get over it? Come on, come on, just do the right thing. Don't get all huffy and puffy. If if you get all nerve wracked turn the debate off, turn the talk off, read your Bible, pray, and look at some kind of kingdom show. <laughs> Refuse to allow the elections. To steal your joy. People are mad. They mad. And when they get in there, most likely they're not going to do what they say. (laughs) You got to trust God. I don't care who's in there. Do I have a witness out there? Don't let the elections steal your joy. Enjoy your family. Enjoy people. Enjoy your children. Enjoy your marriage. What matters most is your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You're mad about politics and you're not even saved you're mad about politics and you're spiritually bankrupt what matters most most is your family having a spiritual covering a daddy being a priest in the home the mother being a godly mother and wife in a perverted uh, generation inculcating biblical principles and singing to those beautiful children and loving on them and not being all messed up and bent out of shape over politics As Christians, we must rest in God's divine sovereignty, knowing that he alone is in absolute control. And when you forget that, that's when you fall to pieces. But when you know my God is able, when you know that he didn't bring me this far to leave me. And when you know that who's ever in office, I'm going to still do right from the word of God. I'm going to teach my children. I'm going to mature in Christ. I'm going to be a family man. I'm going to be a godly mother. I'm going to affect this generation for righteousness because it's not them that's going to make this country better. No man or woman can make America great again. Only Jesus can make this nation what she should be. And all God's children said, hey. In today's message, we come to the realization both biblically and personally that we sometimes fall short of standing up for Jesus. How can we be Christ-like if we're only doing what we feel comfortable with rather than doing all that God has called us to do? What then shall we do with Jesus who is called Christ? Go all the way with Him. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org